ready for true happiness, for deep fulfillment, for feeling alive, on purpose, and in control of your life again, it's time to be the bold, brilliant, beautiful woman you were born to be. Welcome to the Purpose Girl Podcast. I'm women's happiness and life purpose expert, Karen Rockhunt, and I'm going to teach you how to live on purpose, feel alive, and be happy in every aspect of life. I'm going to get real about my life and interview women who are living on purpose so that you can finally live yours. Welcome to the show. Hello, 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 Purpose Girls. So before I was Purpose Girl and trying to figure out what my purpose was, one of the first things that I did was started volunteering with high school girls. I had been in a Jewish youth group when I was a kid, and so it made a lot of sense when I was newly divorced and trying to find myself and needing something to do that I would go ahead and be a volunteer advisor with them. And I suddenly found myself with 40 high school girls, and I don't know what high school was like for you, but I remember for me feeling totally not good enough, totally looking at the popular girls and wondering, how do I become friends with them? Totally questioning, am I pretty? I think I'm pretty, but how come none of the boys ask me out? And then there I was, then years later, at 26 years old, working with these high school girls, and they were going through the same thing. So many of them felt fat or felt like their bodies weren't good enough. Many of them had eating disorders. Many of them questioned, are they beautiful? They wanted to feel beautiful. And here I am now in my 40s, and I still see this with so many women, right? It hasn't gone away, right? Women in our 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, we're still feeling like we are not beautiful. I was actually just watching an episode of Say Yes to the Dress, and a mother and daughter walked into the store, and a mother was telling her daughter, her gorgeous daughter, that she couldn't have a dress without sleeves because she had two big arms and all this stuff. And I just wanted to puke because I thought, when are we finally going to feel beautiful from the inside out? And that is what today's episode of the Purpose Girl podcast is all about. And I have the perfect guest today who is going to teach us how to do this. Adri Kaiser is an international holistic wellness coach. She focuses on empowering women to achieve health and wellness through mindfulness, personal development, luxury wellness retreats, and spirituality. She is an inspiring wellness coach who helps women achieve all that I just mentioned. She was born and raised in Caracas, Venezuela, where she went to law school for years before moving to the U.S. You're going to find in our interview that her caring, unique, and authentic approach to holistic wellness stems from her own personal experience in coping with chronic back pain for over a decade. Throughout the year, she has received an extensive and growing list of certifications in multiple modalities, wellness modalities. She's been featured in several incredible fitness and wellness brands, and her expertise has appeared in a number of publications. She has helped hundreds of women worldwide live a more mindful, healthy, and balanced lifestyle by providing the online classes, coaching, specialty programs, retreats, all focused on helping women discover and develop their innate power of their true inner beauty. She loves and supports charities like Yoga Gives Back and the Healing Hands Foundation, which are two nonprofits making a positive difference in the world. She's been featured all over from relationships with Athleta and Lara Bar and being featured in Yoga Magazine and Yoga Vibes. I mean, you are going to love Adri. Adri, welcome to the Purpose Girl Podcast. Thank you so much for having me. What a wonderful introduction. So thank you so much. I'm mm. excited to be here today, especially with the topic that we're discussing. It's, um, it's amazing. I'm excited. 
It is so important. It's so important. And it's, I think it's a plague for every, nearly every single woman alive. Before we get into our interview, one quick mention from our sponsor. This episode is sponsored by Purpose Girls Empowered Program, the four-month journey for you to get clear on your purpose, why you are here, why you were born at this time, and for you to take big, bold, incredible, beautiful action forward toward your dreams. We are coming up on 2020, the year of clarity, the year of vision, the year of us standing in our purpose, and the world needs your purpose now. You do not want to get to the end of 2020 saying, oh, I let another year go by. I still didn't follow my dreams. I still feel stuck. So take that step of getting unstuck. Become empowered now. Go to purposegirl.com forward slash empowered. Send me a direct message and let's talk about if empowered is for you. This is a once in a lifetime experience. I don't know that I'm going to be doing empowered again. So you want to make sure because women have graduated from this program and have written books, gone back to school, left abusive marriages found the loves of their lives, become their most empowered version of themselves. Go to PurposeGirl.com forward slash empowered. So Adri, you have a really heartbreaking and incredible journey to finding inner beauty for you and really standing in your power. Can you walk us through exactly how you ended up focusing on inner beauty? Yes. You know, I was born and raised in Caracas, Venezuela, and I... I've been around a lot of scarcity as well. It's a beautiful country yet, and beautiful people yet. There's so much trouble. And one of the scenes that that impacted me the most was being abused as a child by my aunt Mm -hmm. and beating me up, calling me names, telling me you're not pretty enough, you're too big, you're too short, you're too fat, you're too ugly, you're too stupid. And... Being feeling the underdog, it was almost like a double-edged sword for me. In one hand, that that tape was playing in the background. You know, you're not good enough. On the other hand, I was like, watch me. So my <laughs> coping mechanism was not to be a victim. My coping mechanism was like, let me bury all these scenes, shove it all the way down, and act like I'm strong and I'm capable and I have all these amazing scenes. So I... I also was raised by two incredible women, my grandmother, my mom, my dad is also in the picture, but these women show a role model of what being strong was, but they also mirror some part of like uh, being modest, never, mm-hmm. never talking about achievements, never, you know, always going to the next scene, always thinking about what's next instead of pausing and be like, look what I have accomplished. And I don't know if it's something that I learned from them or it's this cultural thing, but it, it was like, if we're talking about accomplishments, we're bragging and bragging mm. is so nice. We need to be humbled. Right. So right. first of all, what did that, right? It's like, it's I, I uh, so get it. And I think every woman listening to this is like nodding with so much of the story. There's so many pieces I want to go into. And and I'm just a huge fan of bragging. Just so you know, on my Purpose Girls Facebook group, I encourage women to go on there and brag every day and literally use the word. But it's true. We we weren't raised that way. No, no. It, for some reason, which I believe is also a collective consciousness, right, passed down through generations, that we are meant to be humble. We're meant to have it all taken care of. I was watching, I don't know if you watch Mrs. Maisel. Oh, yes. But, Right. So I was blown, I was blown away by the fact that she had to 
you know, the makeup, everything, the hair, and waits for the husband to go to sleep. So she then does that <laughs> stuff. I was like, oh my gosh, seriously. So we expect to look pretty. We expect to be kind and nice and have dinner on the table and run businesses and do all the stuff while never showing any sign of stress or any vulnerability, any, any weakness, any right. challenges, any pain. No. So coming back to part of my story was when I first moved to the U.S., it was a temporary thing. I wasn't planning to move to the U.S. I was going to just come here for a few months to be fully bilingual, go back home, finish my law degree. But I met my husband. Hmm. And during this process, um, I encountered racist remarks about being an immigrant and having an accent hmm. so much that I became so self-conscious. I didn't speak for months. Oh. I was embarrassed. I feel I felt like I didn't belong. Of course, I was. I, they make sure I knew I was different, and it was like it's obvious. I'm a Latin girl, so it's with an accent, so I know I was different. So I became so self conscious. I really lost my voice. I really lost the sense of what's my purpose. Even though when I was a little girl, I I wanted to either be a dancer or like a gymnast mm. or a lawyer coming back to wanting to fight for the underdog, wanting to yeah. make sure people wouldn't experience what had experienced as a child being abused and being threatened. You better say, you better not say anything. So I always grew up thinking it was me with the issue to finally my family find out and that's a whole different story. But fast forward to now being a young woman in this country with everything left behind what I known, feeling voiceless and being like, who is this person? Because part of me, even though I always felt I didn't belong and I wasn't good enough, that's the background story. I also was like, let me show you. I'm I'm a fighter, I'm a Latin girl, I'm I, I, I'm a I'm driven woman, I, I'm a high achiever. So they just came to struggle. And finally I realized after chronic pain for over a decade, that what I didn't know at the time that I was suffering from heartbreak. The mm. pain was very visual, very real, but it wasn't until I was playing with my son, he was about seven or eight years old, probably eight years old, and memories of my abuse came flashing. Oof. So I didn't, I, again, I didn't think of poor me of being abused. I buried, I forgot about it. Right, and but it's... It stayed there. stuck in your body. Absolutely. Yes. That chronic pain, it was the emotions that haven't, emotions and memories that I haven't dealt with. So when I seen this beautiful being, uh, this pure, beautiful kid, it's like, how can anybody hurt anybody? You know, such mm. a such an innocent child. And that's when I put two and two together because my pain came back with vengeance. And that's the moment I realized, you know what? I have to do something differently. I have to address the mental and emotional aspects of myself and not just the physical pain. Because up to then, I've been doing all the conventional treatments and all this stuff, but I was like, I'm too young to be taking medication for life. So I have to make a change. And that's what I did. And I healed myself from the inside out using holistic wellness. And what I mean by that is taking care of the physical body, how you feed your body, taking care of your mental wellness, how you perceive the world, mm -hmm. taking care of your emotional wellness, how you experience the world, and mm -hmm. taking care of your spiritual connection, how you feed your soul. Those are the mm -hmm. four key components of 
how I work or what I did to heal myself and how I help women around the world to mm. really step into their power and be happier, healthier, and more confident. Mm, mm, mm. That is so, so beautiful. There is so much there, Adri. But first, and I want to come back to the four aspects, right? I want us to dive in because I think so often when we think of well-being, we think of physical well-being, yes. especially because there's so much pressure on girls and women to be pretty, to be mm-hmm. skinny, to be, right? As if our physical well-being is all about how we look to someone else, right? And so we put so much time and effort into that. And even though, of course, we want to be healthy and you go to the gym or, you know, you maybe eat well, I so often hear it in terms of it's about weight or something, right? So, but there's a lot of focus on physical well-being. And when I go into corporations like Capital One or Progressive Insurance, a lot of companies have wellness programs, but they're only the physical. Yes. And I love that you are also addressing mental well-being, right? How do I perceive the world? And so I'm going to want to dive into each one of these. Emotional well-being, how do I experience the world? You said that so beautifully. My whole body melted when you said that, how I experience the world. And then the spiritual aspect. This is so important. And so your story is really showing us that no matter what happened to you in childhood, you can heal from the inside out. Mm-hmm. You can come to a place where you have this sense of inner power. Absolutely. What I call it is change the narrative of the story. Yeah. Like I chose to forgive my aunt, not because I say what she did is correct. I made that choice for myself because mm-hmm. I wanted to take charge of my life. I wanted to heal. I wanted to take my power back and not be attached to, to the moment. And it didn't happen overnight. It wasn't easy. There were moments where I couldn't even talk about the abuse because I will cry and I will have this knot in my throat and all these different and physical reactions, mm-hmm. right, to this huge emotional state. And it was working through forgiveness that it really mm. helped me realize that how the mind, body, and emotions are connected. So if you want to be healthy, if you want to be happy, if you want to feel fulfilled, if you want to have purpose, all those things have to work together. Yes. You know, when, when we go through something like abuse, and I was abused by my first love at 17, and I too, my going to college for me was my escape because if I could get away, then I could just pretend it didn't happen. And then I went ahead and married, you know, my, the next love and started that life and, and really buried it. And so I think we often have this idea, and, and I'm really struck by this uh, dichotomy between your aunt who was abusing you and your mom saying, you go girl, right? Strong woman. And so we often think, and I hear this a lot from coaching clients, that the way to overcome pain and hurt and challenge is to say F you to a past experience, is to shove it down. And it just doesn't work. If you sweep shit under the rug long enough, eventually it's going to start to stink. And that's what happened with your back pain. Right. And the scene is people, I mean, I get it. We're human beings. We don't like discomfort, right? Yes. But the scene is pain can be a powerful teacher. And while mm. I don't want the pain back in my life, I am grateful I experienced a type of pain because it taught me so much about myself. It taught me about how to relate with other 
to other people. It taught me the skill sets I have when I help my clients. So pain is not something that we can ignore. It's not an enemy. Pain can be your friend if you decide to pay attention to the lessons. So part of the scenes with this being abused as a child by my aunt, it created a, a, a belief system in the background that I wasn't aware of that it's not safe to trust women, especially women mm-hmm. of authority, because she was older than me, right? Mm-hmm. So in one part, I wanted to find friendships and or, or have my girlfriend, my tribe. But the other part is like, if I let you in, you might hurt me. You know, you might betray me. Right. Not like you were going to abuse me, but it's like something's going to hurt me, right? Yeah. And guess what happened? That belief system becomes reinforced by actions and emotions, and it becomes a self-imposed prophecy. So Mm -hmm. I kept attracting women in my life that would use me for whatever means and toss me on the side, like to get Mm -hmm. ahead, to get a connection or whatever it is. And it wasn't until I learned the lessons that I stopped the pattern, but I wouldn't have become aware of the lesson if I didn't become aware of the abuse and decide and chose because it's a, it's a choice. We all have mm. a choice. We can either ignore it and be like, because this happened to me, I cannot do this or I can do whatever, or be like, let me face it. Let me go through this so I can go to the other side. Otherwise, right. you're going to keep repeating the pattern. That's why you see women dating the same men, even though it's a different face. <laughs> Different name, the same thing happens. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. I did that with after my ex husband. I I dated basically him over and over again. And I eventually said to a friend of mine, you know, same guy, different golf shirt. You know, it was like exactly, exactly, exactly the same. And that's true because if we don't address what it was, what is the deeper need, deeper desire, deeper pain that needs to be healed, that needs to be heard, that needs to be honored, that led us to do the things that we did or that led to our situation, if we don't come to heal that part of us and have self-compassion, then we literally can't get to the other side. Absolutely. Self-compassion and self-forgiveness. Because mm. I also had to forgive myself. I had to oh, say more about of, that. Yeah. Yeah. I had to forgive myself because I didn't speak up. Because I, the reason how my family find out is was finally, I, I'm in this room, right? And I hear her voice. She's, she's angry. She's in a bad mood. And I know what that means. So as I hear her approaching, she asks me a question. And, and when I look up, she's just like towering over me. And she's all upset because she didn't like my answer. And in that mm-hmm. moment, she slaps me and goes like, who do you think you are? You stupid little girl. <laughs> and and in that moment, it's the first time I finally fought back. I knew if I didn't stand up, the beating, the abuse will continue. And in that rumbling of me fighting back, that's when my grandma happens to walk in mm. and she steps in and it's like, what the heck? And she defended me. So I had to find forgiveness for myself throughout the years because I blame myself in certain ways. Like I put myself in the situation I didn't speak up sooner or I trusted that person when I knew I shouldn't or, you know, all, or whatever, all these tapes and all these beliefs, all these patterns that we create to make sense of the world because our mind, especially when you are a child, you know, you don't have a lot of coping mechanisms. You think your experiences become 
your belief on how you're going to cope with what's happening, good or bad. Right. And, and in those moments, I had to realize, I had to go back and do a lot of inner child work and energy work, which I love. I'm a, I do it I, for my clients. I do it to re- I, I receive it as well, because I believe that can be a portal or a door or a window that will give you a lot of insight. And I had to go back and do some of that inner child work, be like, go back to the seven-year-old lady to the 15-year-old lady because I had body image issues. I had all confidence issues. So again, if you would have met me back then, you never would have known. While on the inside, I still felt broken, even during my successful career, because I I was a woman of leadership. Women are like taking my training, my courses, I'm traveling worldwide, I'm doing all these things. So I felt like, I had it all in one hand, but I also felt broken inside. Mm. And I know a lot of women can identify with that, right? It's like we put on the mask, we put on the mask, and that leads to really feeling like a fraud, an yes. imposter. Yes. Right? Yes. And so what I'm really hearing is this journey of having the inside match the outside. Correct. Yeah. You know, I, and I too believe, I say this all the time on the Purpose Girl podcast, we are every age we have ever been. Like you said, yes. inside is the seven-year-old yes. that was abused by your aunt. Inside is the 15-year-old that had body image issues. For me, inside of me is the nine-year-old that was first dumped by her girlfriends and felt you know, not mm-hmm. good enough, for, not popular enough. Yes. And inside of me is the 17-year-old that was abused by my first love. And, and those parts of us, each part of us, I like to think of them as the girls on the bus, like we all have all these girls inside of yes. us. And, and it could be also the 30-year-old woman that was made fun of for, for your accent and for, listen, your English is a million times better than my Spanish. So I say, <laughs> you go, girl. You know, I love it. And, you know, and it makes, but it's a side note. It makes me so angry because we are a country that was founded on immigrants and my grandparents yeah. escaped the Holocaust to come here. And anyway, that's a different story. But the, you know, the idea here that we have all of these different aspects of us inside and the opportunity to heal or really alchemize, and I know that's a word you use a lot, alchemize pain into purpose, which is something I talk about a lot. And I loved when I went onto your website and watched your video and you talked about pain to purpose. So tell us a little bit about, you talk about enlightened alchemy. What does that mean? Because a lot of people might not even be familiar with the word alchemy. Yeah, enlightened alchemy to me represents the physical, mental, emotional changes that we have to go through in order to become the best version of ourselves. So you mentioned the girls in the bus, right? So all these different aspects of ourselves. But add to that all these generational DNA stuff that comes down from our ancestors. So you're not only having the seven-year-old or the 20-year-old or all these different ages. You also have your mother and your grandmother ages with you. Mm -hmm. What I love about when we do alchemy, enlightened alchemy, when we address all these aspects of ourselves and do our work, our healing, we're not only healing ourselves, we're not only healing all these little girls or these young women or even the woman that we were a year ago or six months ago, but right. we're also healing our ancestors and descendants seven times. So maybe going seven times up, ancestors seven times up, and descendants seven times up. And I work with clients a lot, and even for myself, that when they're we're in that crossroad of 
wanting to do our work and heal and yes, I want this. And all of a sudden the ego mind and the fears begin to go like, are you sure? And then mm. self, you know, that, that, that self-sabotaging behavior may kick in. But something that I, I see a pattern happening a lot across the board is when I ask these women, if you're not doing it for yourself, doing it for your kid, immediately the shift happens. <laughs> Right, right. Immediately. Exactly. Because women are willing, everybody's willing to do things for their kids. And this is so powerful. I I did an incredible episode and in where I interviewed a woman named Milagros Phillips, and she is an expert on demystifying race. And she was talking about this impact of seven, she may have even said 11 generations and the impact of all of the mm-hmm. generations that came before us that sits in our body, sits in our DNA, Mm -hmm. sits in our energy field. And what I love about what you're saying is adding on to that conversation that I had with her of how do we heal it? So can you share what it means? Do you go do past life regression or do you go into your ancestors? Do you connect with them energetically? What does that look like and mean? So that's, everybody's different. And that's why I call it enlightened alchemy because every session I have with my clients is completely different. I have different tools I use. I do energy work. I do Akashic records. I do inner child work. I may do past life regressions. I work with crystals. So it's, that's, it's like, that's why I say alchemy because mm. it's bringing all these different tools I have under my tool belt and I pulled out exactly what you need. And I never mm. know what that is until we're working together. And I, I believe in angels and guides. Mm-hmm. And uh, so when I connect with my angels and guides and open up to your angels or your guides or whatever it is, the higher consciousness connect and allows permission for us to go in. Oftentimes it's not what you want or what I want. Oftentimes it's what's for your highest, greatest good at this moment. So mm-hmm. when I'm doing sessions for clients, oftentimes they're like, I want to work on A, B, C, or D. It's like, cool, let's work on that. And as we start the process, I I intuitively it's like, mm-mm, we're not going there. We have to go here first in order to eventually get there because we need to address these things first. So it's mm. almost like a, a, it's no me I choose, it's divine guidance that comes mm. in. Got it. Got it. So I've done a lot of work. And so it's super clear to me as someone's listening to this, maybe like, I don't really get it. So is there anything you could do with me, Adri, right now that would give an example to women who are listening to this? That would help women understand what what does this actually look like and mean? Yes. So uh, let's see what we can do. Let me let me close my eyes really quick because it's sometimes it's very personal. Yes. It, it, you it's know, okay. and it's it's sacred as well. Mm-hmm. So it's. Um, let's see what we can do. Close your eyes. Hmm. Take a deep breath through your nose. Exhale. Open your mouth. <sighs> Good. Continue to breathe deeply and slowly through the nose only. And as you continue to breathe, I want you to imagine your neck, your shoulders relax. The chair that you're sitting on is supporting your body completely. Feel your feet on the ground. And bring your awareness to your heart space. Continue to breathe into your heart center. Notice how it feels. Notice any sensations, any colors, any insight that begins to pour down or enter your being, your awareness. 
And I want you to imagine this beautiful ray of light beginning to bathe you, every part of yourself, every part of your being, every cell, every tissue, every fascia. And I'm just doing a really quick scan of your body, if that's okay with you. Mm -hmm. Okay. Bring your awareness to your navel center. And then just a little below your navel, navel center is your second chakra, Swadhisthana. It's a center of creativity, femininity, fluidity. It's your emotional center. And let's do some healing. I see, uh, yeah. Yeah, we can talk about it privately later. <laughs> I just want you to stay there for a moment and I'm just going to be running some energy to your way and just you may feel like you may not feel anything people feel energy differently some people get visions or ideas or thoughts And since this was my idea, I'm open for you bringing something up publicly. Okay. Yeah, I'm asking permission, and they're like, mm. Mm, The guides are saying no. Mm -hmm. okay. Yeah, that's okay. But, but something I can share, though, is just I want you to connect with your womb, connect with this feminine aspect of yourself, and mm. just like... I see a lot of orange, like just in, mm. allow this beautiful orange light to just penetrate, bathe, nurture, heal, seal, connect with the element of water. Mm. So feel whether it's like you're bathing yourself in this beautiful body of water, ocean, lake, pool, whether it's drinking this beautiful nectar or elixir. Mm. Take a couple of more deep breaths in here. The energies are sl slowing down. Exhale, open your mouth. Keep your eyes closed for just a few more breaths, allowing these energies to, to anchor in all aspects of your life, in all aspects of your being with ease and joy. And whenever you're ready, open your eyes. Ooh. How are you feeling? I I don't even want to open my eyes. <laughs> I feel um, grounded. I feel open. I feel lighter. I feel a tingling that's coming from my womb, like a, that bright orange light that's coming from my womb, going down my legs and into my toes and up into my torso and my arms and to my fingers. I feel warm. Yeah. Mm, that was beautiful. That was beautiful. Thank you. I know I put you on the spot and That's I think okay. it's so helpful for people to, to hear. And I have to tell you, I, I was so appreciative that you went right to my womb 
listeners of the Purpose Girl podcast know that I've been on a fertility journey for years and I felt very well cared for that you went right there. You know, I felt like, oh, she's really reading my energy and what I'm thinking about these days and where I am. And, and then the color orange, that color of passion, of fire, of creativity, of fertility, orange mm-hmm. is the color of fertility. Yeah. So I, I was just loving bathing in that. And I absolutely felt your gifts. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yes. Stay Thank with you. that. Continue to stay with that because it's very powerful and it's just fertility in all aspects. So mm-hmm. don't be surprised if you get new ideas or aha moments or new projects or, you know, just be open yeah. to what's going to happen. But there's a creation lot of, of always. creation of always. Like I could feel my wound. I can feel my sacrum there on fire. So I'm, I tend to feel or mirror some of the sensations a person is having, or sometimes I see the images that the person is seeing as well, so. Mm, mm, Thank you. And right now I just have my hands over my belly. It's like, I just can't stop kind of touching my my own belly, my own womb. And uh, so that was really powerful, really beautiful. And so when you talk about these four aspects, you know, what I'm hearing is you you have this toolkit, Mm -hmm. right? That was energy work with the chakras. And, and listeners might not know what the chakras are, right? That we have these seven chakras. And you also do work maybe going into, you said, Akashic Records. And people not, might not be familiar with, with that. So maybe you could just explain what your cadre of tools look like for intuitive healing. Yeah, so uh, I, I'm a master. I'm a Reiki master. So it's energy work that I, I that kind of go through me to the person from the which divine. is what you just did similar okay. i i add a couple of scenes so i layer okay. i layer reiki i have activations or uh, alignments which are specific energy downloads that get transferred to activate awaken or release or clear patterns at the cellular level energetic level the chakra system are energy centers located along the spine and they're correspond to specific areas, physical areas of of your body, Mm -hmm. uh, whether it's mental, physical, and emotional as well. So an example, root chakra is your base chakra. It's what makes you feel secure, safe, uh, taken care of. And when it's out of balance, fear, doubts, insecurity comes up. You may have low back pain. You may have leg problems or, you Mm -hmm. know, differences. So that's part of it. Um, the activations, which uh, is a combination of different trainings I've taken, I, again, is something that I layer and combine to do specific things or mm-hmm. to help clear release uh, beliefs patterns or mm-hmm. emotions that you may have or past life regressions or inner child work. Akashic Records is something that, let's call it like the energetic library that keeps track of everything that your soul has ever experienced, every thought, every mm. action, every emotion. So it's so when we open the Kashyyyk records, is we enter this place where your soul can remember. And that's why I'm saying we get guided by our guides of what what we're doing. Um, what else I do? I do, I, I mean, teaching yoga and Pilates for over 15 years. So I meditation, mindfulness, breath work, 
yoga poses. Uh, I help with people with their diets and eating healthier. I mm. do trainings in Ayurveda, which is uh, the sister science of yoga. It's like the, the care system in India is all about the art of longevity. And its goal is to bring your body back into balance, is to prevent disease. But if disease happens, then they have herbal remedies and other natural approaches that mm. can help you bring back your body into, into balance. And when I'm talking mm. about bodies, the physical, mental, emotional body and the spiritual body as well. Right, right. I and mean, what I love is all of this is what we were talking about, the the inner, right? It's like feeling good, feeling healthy, feeling beautiful from the inside out. Yes. Now, you mentioned, and you just brought them up again, the four areas, right? Physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual. Yes. What is one thing, if, if, if women were saying, okay, what's one takeaway, one thing I could do, let's say, for my mental well-being or my spiritual well-being? Meditation. Meditation oh. and, so I'm going to give you two, meditation and gratitude. Meditation, it doesn't have to be an hour. It doesn't have to be like you have to sit still and do all this stuff and these expectations. Because, <laughs> I mean, people are, right. you know, that is so hard for people. Right. Yeah. And meditation yeah. is going to be hard, even if it's five minutes, because yeah. we have to train our mind. We're being, we are being rewarded in a society where multitasking is great. And with the more we multitask, the less present we are, and then mm -hmm. the more monkey mind we have, right? So yes. meditation, even in just five minutes, couple of minutes, walking meditation, a time to unplug and just close your eyes and breathe, that's one. The other mm -hmm. one is gratitude, practicing gratitude mm -hmm. every day. Because even when things are going crazy, even when, when things are not going the way you want it, even if you, I don't know, lost your job or, or you're moving cities, or you get bullied, or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. There's always something to be grateful for, always. So mm -hmm. I always teach my clients and students, it's like, you can live life with a, with a, with a vision of life is half full or half empty. The choice is yours. You can live life with love or in fear. The choice is yours. You cannot yeah. be in both. Those two emotions cannot coexist at the same time. So when you are in a place of gratitude, you begin to raise your vibration. You begin to attract more of the things to be grateful for. You begin to attract people that match the vibration and the people that don't, the naysayers, the, the ones pointing fingers at you, the ones criticizing you, all this stuff begin to disappear. But mm. when you are concentrating on what's not working, then guess what? Your vibration lowers. Mm -hmm. Then more people come and say, oh, you want me to prove you right? Yes, you're not good enough. You're, right. you're too much of this. You're too little of that. You're, so... Gratitude and meditation. 100%. This is so good. So good. And, you know, from a positive psychology scientific perspective, right, what I love is you just gave us the energetic perspective. And energetically, when you are focused on what's good and what's working, your energy, you're raising your own vibration, and then you start attracting like energy, attracts like energy. From a scientific perspective, the reason that this works, and we know that gratitude works to do that, is that when you're in a state of gratitude, your prefrontal cortex is mm -hmm. lit up. And that's the part of your brain that literally can have higher level thinking, can see more, can make more disparate connections, is more creative, better problem solving. 
And we know that the brain likes to either approach or avoid. And so it's like whatever you're thinking about, it's called confirmation bias. And so whatever you're thinking about, your brain is going to look to confirm correct. that it's correct. So you know, I tell clients all the time when women come to me wanting to uncover their purpose and do something different and they hate their jobs, we get them on a steady diet of gratitude for their current job. Because what finding what is it, having some sense of gratitude for what it currently is, even if it's simply the means to pay for coaching so that you can figure out what else you want to do, when you're in that place of gratitude, you're shifting your whole brain. Yes. And the meditation is so important. I used to say, I can't meditate. My brain doesn't shut up. And friends of mine were like, yeah, that's why you have to do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, now, and I, I would sit and I was like, this is so boring. I can't even handle it. How long has it been? I thought it had been like three hours and it had been a minute and a half. Yes. It was like, I felt like I could feel mosquitoes and flies, <laughs> you know, bothering me in my nose and everything was yeah. itching. Like, get me off of this chair, off this cushion or wherever I was. And I love what you're saying that it can be a walking meditation. Walk meditation, swimming, dancing, uh, painting. It can be a meditation is just a constant stream of consciousness that's not interrupted. So mm. if you go to get to meditation, you have to go through concentration, right? You have to go focus, concentration, etc. So with with meditation is simply just finding doing something where you can unplug and really immerse with what you're doing mm. will be watching a candle that's a form of meditation mm -hmm. journaling is a form of meditation granted that the meditation i'm recognizing or recommending the most is just walking meditation or sitting when you're closing your eyes you set a timer or guided meditations i have tons of guided meditations that people can download and just be like okay i'm listening to this person for five minutes and that's that's right there you did your meditation and the thing about meditation too is that it creates changes in the brain your sense of self improves memory improves physical changes happening in your body in your body right and for just allowing yourself and if you if you practice this and we take what adria is saying and you say i'm just going to do this for two minutes i'm going to sit and breathe for two minutes mm -hmm. if your brain goes nuts and it's okay if it does that's normal yes simply bring it back the practice of meditation isn't clearing your mind the practice of meditation is noticing that your mind has gone off crazy and bringing it back Absolutely. and that's it and and you do you i downloaded your guided meditations and they're beautiful from your website and i know adri you have a free gift for our listeners and i want to get to the free gift in one moment but before we get to that there's one thing i like to do with all my guests it's called a purpose power play round okay and it's I'm, it's literally just two minutes i'm going to ask you a couple of random questions and whatever's the first thing that comes to your mind is totally the right answer are you down <laughs> yes Okay, great. Bring it. All right. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, sometimes I ask women what they wanted to be as a little girl, and you already gave us mm -hmm. that in terms of a lawyer and on stage. And I love it because as a lawyer, you wanted to serve the underserved. And it's really what you're doing with women and helping women. Not that we're underserved. We are in many ways, but like the feeling of being not good enough. It's totally what you're, you're doing. It's so beautiful. Yeah. I also wanted to be a gymnast and an ice skater. Oh, yes. But right. Venezuela is a tropical weather country. So ice skating <laughs> was out of the option. <laughs> right. Ice skating was, was not there. And you could still do it now, right? And yes. you could still do it now. Yeah. Totally, totally. All right. So first purpose power play around question. What is one book that every woman should read? The Four Agreements by mm. Don Miguel Ruiz. Mm -hmm. Say a little bit about it. 
Oh my gosh, I had that book for years and I still read it oftentimes. Recently, a few weeks ago, I was told I wasn't Latina enough, that I wasn't infusing. <laughs> Excuse me. Yes, I wasn't infusing my culture into my work. And this was based on a person that just asked me, do you infuse your culture in what you do? I said, yes. And I gave examples with your Instagram handle. I gave it to her. Within a minute, she went to my Instagram, checked it out and replied, that wasn't infusing my culture enough. I wasn't Latina enough. It just mm -hmm. in like less than 30 seconds Instagram. So in that moment, I, of course, I was like shocked. I never would have thought mm -hmm. I would read those words, but also I was offended. It's like, why, yeah. how can you determine how ethnic somebody is based on yeah. social media? But the book came back and one of the agreement is don't take sins personally. Oh, right. So right. I was getting all frustrated by your story <laughs> and I forgot the four agreements, even though I've read the book, of course, don't take things personally. Well, that day, of course, I was like, mm, 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 mm. <laughs> right, right, right. And I actually, the next day, I was so proud of myself because I sent her a very polite, very nice email, but I called her out on this, right? Uh, and I was so proud I did it. Beautiful. And, but I read that, that don't take things personally. And the reason I had to address that and said to her, because I wanted her to be aware that what she said to me offended me, but she said she said it to another 300 women. And I'm sure she offended more than just me. I'm Maybe sure. I was the first one or the only one to bring it to her awareness. But I feel we all have a responsibility to stand up because when yes. I empower myself, I'm empowering you and every single woman in the world. Yes, woman, preach. Yes. Oh. Yes, 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 yes. So much yes to that. Okay, second question. When you are at your 80th birthday party mm -hmm. and you make a toast, mm -hmm. what do you want to be able to say about your life and how you live? I'm proud of the legacy I built. Hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm proud of seeing these thousands of women be transformed because I chose to be authentic. I chose to live with purpose. I chose to step in my power. So I know that by me doing that, all these women are saying, if she, if she did it, I can too. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> yes, I love it. I love it. I love it. Purpose Girl listeners know that, I, or I think you all know, do you know? I don't know if I talk about it, but I wear a necklace every day that says, I choose. <sighs> it's, you know, it's a beautiful um Love it. Gold-plated necklace. It says I choose and I wear it every day. I actually, they're available on purposegirl.com because we get to choose every single day. We get to choose how we live. We get to choose how we treat ourselves. We get to choose our emotional state, our mental state, our spiritual state. We get to make empowered choices mm -hmm. every single day that will lead to that legacy. Yes. Well, Adri, it has been such a pleasure having you on the Purpose Girl podcast. I know you have a free gift for our listeners, and which is so generous. Oh, yes, my pleasure. This is a workbook that I created for the women I work with. And this is to help them become, go from limited to limitless. And it's all mm. about addressing some of the mindset, the patterns, because everybody wants to lose the X amount of weight, to find the love of their life, to make that much more money. They want all those scenes. And people can help you with that. But if you don't do your inner work, that may come and go. When you mm. become aware of what's the thought patterns, what are some of the stuff running in the background, then your life will be transformed. So that's the gift I want to give every woman, go from limited to limitless.
Limited to limitless. I have chills just hearing that. It's beautiful. And where can they find this free gift? I will send you the link so they can have it here, but you can go to my website as well, adrikaiser.com. That's A-D-R-I-K-Y-S-E-R, adrikaiser.com. Or they can find me on Facebook, Adrikaiser, and then just let me know that they're coming from here and I'm happy to send it to, to them as well. Beautiful. And of course, we have the link in the show notes. So beautiful. Well, Adri, thank you for that generous gift. I want to do it myself. Thank you for the generous gift. And thank you for all of your wisdom and all of your tips and all of your tools and healing on today's episode of the Purpose Girl Podcast. You have helped and supported me, and I know you've helped and supported all of the thousands of listeners out there all over the world. Thank you so much for doing what you do, because, because women like you make other women shop as well and do their their stuff that they need to be doing. So thank you. Thank you for saying that. Well, you know, Adri just set us up perfectly to remind all of us that the best thing we can do is to share the Purpose Girl podcast with every woman you know. Women who need to hear this episode, who need to hear Adri's brilliance, share this episode of the Purpose Girl podcast with your mom, your friends, your girlfriends, the women at work. That is how we change the world one woman at a time. And of course, if you haven't yet joined the Facebook group, the Purpose Girls Facebook group, what are you waiting for? Every day we post journal prompts and amazing different tips and tools and celebration and sisterhood for you to discover your purpose, to be your happiest self and to go live it. And of course, you can get your living on purpose guide totally for free by joining the newsletter over at purposegirl.com. With that, may you live purposefully. May you love yourself and may you love life. Bye for now. <music> 